Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Big Cass, I guess, we, I mean, we, we got to start the episode off on a somber note. R.I.P. Demetrius Stanley. Hold, hold on, before we get into that, I wish you could see what's going on with my video. It showed you, I had two, two of you. This is why we're not on YouTube, folks, right now. Something haywire is going wrong with my computer. Dan tried to talk to my wife before the show even aired, like before we started recording. It would, he could hear me, but he couldn't hear my wife. And then, as I hit record, it looked like it looked like an eighties. It was two dance. It was like an it looked like an eighties like music video, and it was like the screen was flipped of me, and like it's like different colors. It was really weird. Um. So yeah, that's why we're not on YouTube right now. We have some technical difficulties, and I'm getting married next weekend, so I don't have time to worry about this stuff. We'll worry about that. We're taking next week off. Just so everyone knows, there's going to be no show next weekend. Getting that out there right now. Um, but, you know, we'll be back after that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, technical problems. But first things first, though, Cass, RIP Demetrius Stanley. Yeah, Demetrius Stanley was a fantastic talent under John Cooper's era. Um, he fantastic player. Uh, just a notable, I mean, real before I go off to his best season, which was 1996, these are the list of wide receivers that he was either the wide receiver three or the wide receiver two, four. He was wide receiver three in 93 and 94 under the, uh, with Joey Galloway and Terry Glenn. Mm-hmm. And, and you can even say Buster Tillman, maybe the wide receiver four. So, all right, Terry Glenn, he was the wide receiver two under Terry Glenn in 1995. And he was the wide receiver two beside David Boston in 1996, three of the top 10 wide receivers of all time in Ohio State history. That is insane, especially if you look at these stats that he had. He started all 12 games for the Buckeyes in 1996, receiving career-high 43 catches, 829 yards, and eight touchdowns. That's a solid season. That's a really good season. Especially in an era where you had Eddie George and Pepe Pearson where you were running the ball a little bit more, but he had he also had Joe Germain and uh, Joe Germain his in '96. Mm-hmm. He was honorable mention in Big Ten, twice Big Ten Player of the Week, had career best ten receptions and 199 yards against Wisconsin, which John Cooper later stayed on the Buckeye Show on 97.1 The Fan. That was his, Demetrius's favorite game. Yeah, like it, career, I was listening career to that. Day. Career day. It, it, it was. It's. Uh, it's. It's sad, man. Because I yeah. mean, you, you have to ask yourself too. Is like, you know, the, he was kind of the odd, not the odd man out, but he didn't shine as bright as some of those other guys. Um, still had a very successful career. You have to ask, so like, how how would he have done in like an, in today's offense, like a Ryan Day offense or like an Urban Meyer offense? Because I feel like his skill set they would have loved. Here's what I think. I think. If you're looking at this year's season, if you look at his career, mm-hmm. th- this year especially, he would have been Julian Fleming. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he scored uh, 
uh, he scored in about 25% of the games he played in college, yeah. which is – that's a very good, like, ratio to have as a receiver. You're scoring 25% of the games you play, 13 career touchdowns, 49 career games. It's about 25, maybe 26% rounding. I don't know. Um, but, th- like, that's productive, and especially in an era, though, like you mentioned, Cass, where, you know, it was pound the rock. Eddie George, or you know, our buddy Jamie Sumner – you know, played with him, with Orlando Pace, played with Demetrius. Uh, you know, we should have asked Jamie probably about this, but I'm, I'm sure it's, he's going through a tough time too. I'm sure a lot of the guys are because it, it sounds like all around he was just a great guy. Um, it's a tough loss, yeah. um, I think, all around. So uh, my condolences. The, yeah, and to finish up that, he had a 72-yard with three grabs against on the game-winning drive of the Rose Bowl. Uh, he gets kind of overlooked on that because David Boston catching that last catch, but he had three grabs on that dramatic game-winning drive, which he, he, had, a he, 70, he, he had a 72-yarder in the first half, and then his 85-yarder in the run-back opening kickoff against Notre Dame in 96 up in South Bend. He averaged 24.8 yards per return with 12 attempts that year. That would, led the nation. Led the nation. I was, I was going to say um, – He's he was kind of a Notre Dame killer those two seasons. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's obviously scored the touchdown the, f- the year before, had the big kickoff return to you know set the tone of the game and all that. He was absolutely you know a big a big game player too. Which you know when you remember Demetrius Stanley, he played you know against Notre Dame Rose Bowl. Those were some of his best moments. So yeah. uh, a big game player for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean. If you look at his career, if you, if you in recent memory, if you look at the guys that you think would compare that you would compare Demetrius Stanley to, you're looking at okay, 2018, you know when Haskins, you know Haskins lit the world on fire. You had Paris Campbell, you had Johnny Dixon, you had Terry McLaurin, you had Benjamin Victor. Say that was his freshman year with under Buster, he would be the Johnny Dixon because Buster Tillman, uh, Joey Galloway, Terry Glenn, and then he ended up becoming the number two. Where you know you look at Justin Fields his first year, where he had he had he had Ben Victor and um um who was who was it Ben Victor? Garrett, he would have been the Garrett Wilson in my opinion. Or, you know, Garrett Wilson ended up oh, Chris Olave. He would have been Chris Olave because KJ Hill. And then you look at this year, you know, we said Julian Fleming. So he was that guy. He, he was a reliable second and third option for his whole career. That was gets overshadowed because how great the three wide receivers he played with were. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I mean, I, I do think that, you know, Johnny Dixon is probably – the closest comparison. I, I mean, I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. But, you know, a, a very smart man. He was a very good on uh, Buckeye fever before uh, he ended up trying to step in the foot of politics and went to radio, but he was good on, on TV, but I thought he could have made it. But I mean, but again, Buckeye nation lost a great one. And it, unfortunately, you know, prostate cancer, cancer sucks. You know, you know, we don't cuss a lot on this show, but fuck cancer. I agree. Uh, I guess moving on, uh, Cass, what, I mean, how do you want to take this show? I could take it. Um, we can go the basketball route here or we could go Super Bowl, whatever. Well, I mean, tell, tell us what, tell us what you want to go with. Well, I'll give you an option. 
Well, how about this? Let's talk about a little bit um, what we're going to miss while we're gone. Spring ball will be getting ready to start up. Yes. Uh, so we'll take it in that direction since we're talking about football, which, by the way, congratulations, Nick Bosa, winning Defensive Player of the Year uh, in the NFL. That's insane. That's awesome. Congratulations to him. Uh, Well-deserved. We'll, we'll go with the good. We'll, we'll go with the good, the ugly, and then finish off with the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> the good, all right, spring. So f- football, uh, basketball, and then Super Bowl. I love it. Okay. Which, by the way, which, by the way, we are currently watching the Ohio State Northwestern game right now. So hopefully by the time we get into the basketball segment, this game will probably will be almost over. But the looks of this. Well, uh, maybe I'll be in a good mood from it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I so. Probably, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit of spring football. It's getting ready to start. Um, there's a lot of bat- position battles, you know, we'll get more into depth as spring starts, but I want to make some bold predictions here. Okay. And, and I feel like offensively, there's going to be two, two guys that play, had big roles on this team this year. Garrett Wilson, rookie of the year, by the way, just came up right now. Ooh. So Garrett Wilson, rookie of the year. Okay. Uh, but I want to make some bold pictures. We're talking wide receivers. I think there's a gentleman that's going to end up entering the after spring practice just because the freshman and Jaden Ballard, I feel, are, and Xavier Johnson are going to surpass him. And unfortunately, that man is Julian Fleming. Really? That's what you think? That's I your just, hot take. It's a bull. It's 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 a hot take. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but it's something to think about and look at while spring is coming. Right now, Jaden Ballard is getting a lot of praise. Xavier Johnson had it is coming back. These freshman wide receivers that are coming in, I've been hearing are studs. Julian Fleming hasn't been it. This is could be where an instance where if Brian Hartline, the new OC. Says I'm gonna ro- I'm gonna rotate a lot of guys, and Fleming starts seeing his time go down. He might consider, okay, can I transfer and get more plant and see the field a lot? But it also ha- happens to do- deal with what's his role gonna be once fall hits. He's not practice. He's not gonna be playing in the spring. And him and Emeka Booker are out. I-, I-, I would assume Aaron Harrison ain't gonna dress and play either. But, I mean, I feel like he's a tra- – even tra- – call me crazy. A tra- there's been rumors that, like, Travion or possibly Hayden could be a guy that well, hits I the had, pool. That my, my, that was my second one. Interesting. Someone, someone in that running back room is going to transfer. I mean, I, I would probably say it's either Travion or Hayden. Yeah. I don't see – I don't see Pryor hitting the portal because he's working way back from an injury. Yeah. And that's and he, tough to transfer he, on an may, injury. And he may not even be back by fall because that was a nasty knee injury too. It was. It's. I mean, uh, that's a great. I mean, that's a great call too, Cass. It's. I hope it's not the truth. I hope it's not that. I can. <laughs> I can see though Julian Fleming transferring to like an SEC school and having almost like a Trayvon Grimes type season for like a Florida or. Um, someone down south who needs was, a receiver. I was actually thinking ACC, really, honestly. Mm. Um, 
I was thinking, you know, North Carolina. North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, Drake may need some more weapons to throw to. I think Julian Fleming would would fit that bill. Miami, maybe? Maybe Miami, maybe Florida State. I mean, Florida State's up and coming. Uh, I Do I think he's going to transfer? It's not really a bold prediction. It's like a bold statement, that a prediction that could happen. Do it's, I think it's, keep, it's like a keep your eye on it. Yeah, keep your eye on it. I, do I think it's going to happen? No. But I will say, and I, I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody on that office is going to is going to hit the portal after spring. And you, you see, I think, on, I mean, I, on, I, you, I, go ahead. No, you go, you go, go. You hit it on the nail. You said two guy. You said two running backs, and I said a wide receiver, and that's three guys who I think could possibly hit the portal. I could also see I could see Ballard being a guy who transfers if if he doesn't keep his momentum going. I feel like though he's the way things are going with him. I feel like he's locked in to be at least the fourth receiver on this team. Worst case, uh, I, based on everything I've seen and I've read, and I like he should be at least a top four guy. But I mean, if you know spring ball doesn't go his way, and let's say you know because Xavier Johnson, he's 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 our Swiss Army knife. He's going to play a little bit of back, a little bit of receiver. We're going to use him everywhere. I don't I don't think really we have to worry about him eating into people's time cuz he's special. He's going to find the field no matter what. It's going to be really I think between Ballard and Fleming. That is I think the biggest battle right there. Um I will say I hate to say this, but I think G Scott Jr might be a transfer portal guy if he can't Surpass Royer on the on the depth chart. This is and what I, I and I like I like G Scott Jr. too. But hear me out. I've been hearing this that Mitch Rossi's gone. Who fits that build to fill fill that Mitch Rossi role? G Scott Jr. Same Which, build, same build. Yeah, it's. I it, even think because the Thurman kid. I even think maybe Joe Royer hits the pro. Like, I could see that. I mean. It's really those those three position groups, the receivers, the tight ends, and the backs. I can see them losing one of each. Yeah. I can also see Cody Simon hitting the portal yeah. too. I was about to jump on the defensive side of the ball, and what like could you see like could you see Cody Simon hit the portal? Could you see Rick Caracio hit the portal? Uh, think about Rick Caracio if he hits the portal. And it goes to a max school. Like he's from he's from Ironton, Ohio. Like he fits the OU Bobcats build, or like he could even go to Marshall or Marshall, West I was, Virginia, yeah. or West. I was going to say Marshall would make sense because that's. I mean, that's basically the. Uh, I know. I know it's Ironton's in Ohio, but Marshall. I know I have buddies there's from Ironton. Mar- there's a lot of Marshall fans down there. It, it, they're all the thunder. They're all about thundering her down there. It's it's so that I mean that's their team. So. um uh, my bull prediction, cast spring ball. Um, well, hold on. It, it, it's even play. It, let me let me hold that thought real quick. Uh, continue though, because I gotta check something. Because I feel like I'm gonna make a dumb statement. Actually, are, are you are you checking for? Are you talking about defensively or defense? Defensively, and um, I, I've been. Uh, I'm just gonna talk about the defense. Uh, there's a. The defensive line is very interesting because yeah, I'm glad I uh, checked because I was Larry, about to make a. Larry Johnson uh, is really high on Caden Curry. 
Um, uh-huh. Getting a lot of time, and but he wants to see that step by uh, Jack Sawyer. To see that step by Jack Sawyer, maybe go back to his traditional position. Uh, obviously, JTT, you got Michael Hall Jr., Ty Lee Williams, Ty Hamilton. You have a boatload of guys on that off that defensive line. I think you're going to see a lot of rotation again mm-hmm. this year. And I, I really like, I really like to see what the, I just want to, I can't wait to see what the defensive line does. That's going to be so much fun. Um, because you know Jack Jack Sawyer, JTT being the older guys, and you know the juniors now. I can't believe we're saying they're juniors, and um, it's definitely going to be fun, especially with an offensive line that's going to be you know that's going to be you know missing the center and your two tackles. So, so I was about to say something really stupid, and I caught myself. So, good job, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say. Because my my guy who I thought was going to have a great spring, and then I realized no, he's not. He's obviously hurt, and he's not playing in the spring. Um, and I'm going to read the list of guys who are officially out right now for the spring, just just so we all have it on the record. It's Julian Fleming, Ameka Buka, Tommy Eichenberg, Travion Henderson, Mitchell Melton, which that was my guy who I said was going to have a good spring. Court Williams, Evan Pryor, and Jacob James. All out for the spring. And I was going to say, oh, I think Mitchell Melton, you know, he's going to, he's really going to pop off in the spring. I still think he's a guy that's going to pop off once healthy. Um, he's, he's a really good edge rusher, I think, once he gets the opportunity. But um, my one guy who, if I had to pick on the defensive side of the ball, I want to say Amari Arbor or Ar- Amari Arbor. I feel like he's a guy that's going to have a really impressive spring because yeah. he's got the build. I completely agree with you. This like Larry Johnson is right there talking about how good this defensive line, and you know, I, you know, he gets kind of flushed under the rug a little bit because he, he didn't play at all last year. My question to you: I know he's not playing this spring, and he's a captain. Why is it Court Williams hit the portal? That's a great question. He, he just must really like Columbus. <laughs> I, don't, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, it makes sense, but uh, it's been so like at this it, point, I feel like that's that's come and gone. It's it's really weird because he's shown flashes, and then he's looked bad. Also, it's like it's a really like it's really weird with Court Williams. So, yeah, it's it's that's an odd situation for sure. Um, by I mean, the way, I, I, he could be good eventually. I, by the way, your your wife to be should be happy that I'm going to change it up a little bit here. Should be happy with the direction the Jets are going because Sauce Gardner got Defensive Rookie of the Year. They sweep the Rookie of the Years. If they could, if the Jets could get a court a, a competent quarterback, the Jets might be a team to watch out for in the NFL. Well, all right. Speaking of Sauce Gardner, like Perry Eliano literally coached him, the the defensive rookie of the year corner. Why is he not coaching the corners? <laughs> like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Why is he the the like the safeties guy? Why is Tim Walton the D bat? And I, I know we talked about this a couple months ago, but like I just want to reiterate that point. I don't know. Just flip him. Flip him. By the way, we're watching the Buckeyes right now. They're down 51-49 to Northwestern, which Northwestern's a solid team this year. Um, 
Let's switch Ohio it over. State is not a good team this year. Let's, let's um, switch it over. Let's talk about the ugly. Um, I'll tell you what. If Ohio State had to shoot down the Chinese balloon, the Chinese spy balloon, that thing would still be flying over uh, Uganda. Like that thing would have made it to Africa because, I mean, <laughs> we can't shoot. Um, but all right, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to I'm, – I plan on going to the game Sunday when they play Michigan State. I'm going to do my, you know, duty as a fan. I'm going to heckle I'm Tom, going, Tom Izzo. I'm going to go to the 26th when they play Illinois. It's just, it's just hilarious to me that <laughs> Justice Suing got his captain status removed for Bruce Dorian. So that was the correct move. Um, they won't pub- dog, they, they won't publicly say that they've removed Justice Suing, but he's just not good. And Could I'm watching the game. Keys? Uh, it could have been him. T- I mean, it, like Zed Key's our second leading scorer, and it's just so ridiculous. You know, it's it was like seven to five, and he made a layup tonight, and he's just going nuts. Like he just won. Well, he he dunked the ball and it went nuts too. Yeah, it, it's chill out there, Zed. Like it's Northwestern on a Thursday. Well, he uh, about, well he he did pick up double digit rebounds in the first half, so good. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, keep, but keep I, in mind, Ohio State is in the bonus the rest of the way. Northwestern just hit a three, though. It's 54 50. And I'm behind. Oh, okay. Um, well, we got ice. Oh, we hit it. Okay, ice. Oh, no, that's Thornton. Yeah, that's why he made it. By the it. way, I went, I did the game last week against Wisconsin. So that was on TV, by the way. Did anybody, did any of our fans see me on TV? I didn't post it, but you were 100% there. Yeah, I was on TV. That was sweet. <laughs> Josh Johnson, by the way, did not eat his peach yogurt, and I even bought it. Again? Yeah. Again. But he ate a hot pretzel with mustard. Interesting. Like Jimmy Jackson ate a hot pretzel. But I, I will say I watched them practice because I literally sat in the arena from 1 o'clock to the game ended. And I watched the Buckeyes practice. I know I, get, I kept getting weird looks by Jake Dealer. I don't know. He was probably trying to hit, figure out who I was. But <laughs> I, it, I, I think, like, I know a lot, a lot of the blame is on Holtman, as it should. He's the head coach. But I am obviously the guy. I'm not ready to pull just because I don't want to lose these recruits next year. I just I like these freshmen. I really like these freshmen. But when I was watching practice, the only ones that were really intently watching and under, trying to understand what Holtman was trying to do and not fiddling with their hands and looking away. And I think this is why just I think it was just assuming that lost his uh or status, but the freshman Akpara, uh Thornton sends the ball. The, the other kid, is it Lively? Uh, Roddy Gale. Roddy Gale. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Lively, but Roddy Gale, Zed Key, were the only one, and McNeil were the only ones really. And, oh, of course, the other uh, guys who ride the bench and will never see court time. Really, like intention of detail, like like understanding what Chris Holtman wants to do and stuff. And then you have 
some of these veterans like Justice Suing, he's supposed to be the team captain, and a couple other guys just it felt like fucking off. Like, excuse my language, but it's like no wonder this team is not playing well. You got your leaders not paying attention to the coach. Interesting. That's a, that's an interesting t- I mean, I love that, you know, like the freshmen are engaged. That's great. I think it's because it, they it, want to learn. It's, I mean, they ain't going to learn much. I, I, I don't think they're going to learn much, man. I mean, I, look, I love the dichotomy here because you are, uh, uh, you like Cash, you're, you're the best OSU fan because you will, you will follow this team. You will follow any Ohio State team, like, to your grave you will you know you'll defend them you'll you'll you're always like the glass half full guy i'm usually glass half full when it comes to football when it comes to basketball absolutely not like i'm 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 just done i'm sick of this <laughs> don't, don't i mean don't get me wrong like like i feel like mcneil like Taylor's dude the dude's lights out like i've seen him shoot live in person like in practice but when it comes to game time, it's like, what are you doing? You're wide open. Shoot it. Oh, okay. Like, well, no. And, and I see, and I have to disagree with you here because I think he's good. I actually think McNeil's a good player. And when compared to what we had last year with Justin Orens, he is ten times better than McNeil. Like McNeil actually makes his shots. He might not shoot it as much. I want him to shoot more. That's my biggest gripe with the guy. I think he's a good player. I got well, no, 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 I, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's not a good player. What I'm saying is shoot the ball when you're open. I, I got my cast. My biggest beef. You ready for this? Is it just? Is we ha- no? It's the fact that we have a guy, a, a, a transfer portal guy. Who averages four points a game? He's Isaac a senior Langley? guard, and he his nickname is Ice. His nickname is Ice. By he's, the way, he's Ice because he's ice cold. Which Tim Brando said, "I hope he thaws out tonight," as he just missed a free throw on my end. Good, good. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Like, like it just it just annoys me. Like the just the hypocrisy. Well, the fact, like the fact that the fact that. Northwestern is six of eight at the free throw line. Ohio State seven to thirteen. Just tell you something, but um, you said Justin, you said Justin Arns, right? Here's yeah. His, here's his season stats: Loyola, Marymount, Lions. I oh my, he's probably averaging like twenty a game, isn't he? <laughs> no, he's averaging seven points, two rebounds, and point seven assists with a field goal field goal percentage of thirty six percent. Taking a look on. Let's see. Actually, Cass, that's his career best. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> that's a career because the the best season he's ever had is 5.7 points a game. And he, yeah, in twenty in 2021, his highest points total this year. Let's see. Yeah, you're right. 18 points against Pepperdine. He had five points against Gonzaga. And a win against Gonzaga. Interesting. He had had 18 points against Portland. He had 15 against Belmont. 11 points against Wake Forest. And 12 points against Georgetown. Yeah. One, two, three, four. 
14 points against LP, whoever LP is. Not even listed. I mean, I, I got to say it's about the program, though. We're 1-9 in, in the last 10 games. 1-9. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. About to be 1-10. And and I I feel I I have to say this I, I, I look profits profit I feel dirty but I did it on Sunday I took Michigan money line and honestly don't 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 give me that because that's that was free money and I feel dirty for doing it but I mean that's my protest against this team I'm just done with Holtman. I'm they done. The thing is, is they didn't play terrible against Michigan either. Just Michigan's starting to click. Yeah, and and they have a seven foot guy, and we have you know six eight seven key. And it, it, it's just like yeah, Raise it's the, same. the roof. We have we have guards who can't shoot, and we don't have enough big men. That's not that's not winning, and it's you're like it's not all on the players. Cash, you're absolutely right. Like. But he recruits the players. Like he yeah. he he puts himself in this situation. He's been putting himself in this situation by recruiting these guys who aren't big enough, who aren't good enough shooters uh, I, for, for, for years. And, I, and the thing is, is what I witnessed what I witnessed last Thursday when he got that tech. Which by the way, the ref is the ref give him an explanation. Don't walk away. Don't force another technical on the second, he just wanted an explanation. That's why he got the second technical. But going back, um, they played with her. Like when Jake Diebler took over, they played with more passion. They played with more energy. And they looked like a better team. I would be curious to see how he coaches the team. I, I honestly do think Cass he has more strategy than Holtman. I just got that vibe watching that second half too. And I missed I missed the first part where he got teed up and everything because I was practicing my dance lessons for the wedding. So like I missed the first half. So I don't I, – I, I didn't really see it. But I, I, I get the sense that honestly Diebler is, has much more strategy than I just I just think this year – this is my opinion. Cut your losses, play the freshman. Start. I agree. Start all your freshmen and just cut. I want to see, I want to see Kalen Etzler play. Why, yeah. like, what? Let him, let's see what he does. I don't care how bad he is. I want to see him, like, yeah. get some time. Put the freshmen in. I mean, not the freshmen, put the walk ons in. I know that sounds like a joke, but honestly, let's see what the walk ons can do at times. Like, give them their minutes. Like, I, I, I don't need to see Justice suing out there. I don't. I, like, none, we, I don't need to see ice. Ice out there, and like, I, let me see what some of the guys who don't have got haven't gotten playing time can do, because it, it's ridiculous in my opinion. I I want to see. I, I think Sensabaugh's. I don't think he's leaving. I really don't. There's something tells me. I think it, it's really tough and tricky. Actually, you know what? Sensabaugh's gone. I, I, he is gone. Yeah, he's shoot, he's gone. He's a first-round pick. I mean, he has a lot to work on. But if somehow, some way, if Chris Holtman ends up with Chris Holtman, by the way, Chris Holtman's not going anywhere. Gene Smith's already said that. Like he's not going anywhere. Like I think. I mean, that I. I feel like that's the the fake vote of confidence before the axe comes down. That's. I look. This is how it's going to play out. <laughs> Hear me out. 
We're going to keep him through the rest of the season. We're going to wait until LeBron James does, Bronny Jr. does the announcement. You know, Schottenstein's probably going to get on his Twitter page, be like, big news today. Like, the day he's committing. And, you know, it's going to be, oh, Bronny's going to Oregon. And then Schottenstein's going to be like, I got a new truck. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you for your donation. And then Holman's going to get fired like a week later. And then we're just going to put Diebler in as the coach. Uh, we're going to have a season on a Diebler. And I think we're going to play well. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And that's when the re- rebuild happens. And we're going to go back to our roots with Ohio State basketball, with Diebler coaching, an Ohio State guy. He gets us. We might get Aaron Kraft on the staff. Like, it's going to be all right. Just like this season's a wash. We'll wait it out till LeBron James, you know, doesn't commit here. And the foundation and all them and Holtman just looked like absolute buffoons. And then we're going to be all right. And then by, by, by the time this all happens, too, we're going to be talking about, you know, preseason football. You know, summer but, camp going by on. Way, so. By the way, Justice Suing is cooking right now. Uh, he's, just, he's made back-to-back weeks for the Buckeyes. So it's 57-61, three and a half left. Northwestern has the ball. Buckeyes down four. Yeah, I'm definitely behind still. So. Yeah, I'm behind. But, I mean, that's that's really all I got on basketball, man. I mean, it's it's good cop, bad cop, this segment. You're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. I don't think Chris Holman's going anywhere. I think we're going to get decent. I think with this recruiting class to come back, I think if we can somehow, some way, salvage, like, get, sends a ball to, if he comes back, we somehow, even if we don't get Bronny James, we still have a great freshman and sophomore class. And I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. By the way, I think our, he just, even though he just gave up the ball right here, uh, I think Akpara. He's good. He's going to be pretty decent. No, I get that too. I get that. Like they need to keep working with him and teach him. Like, um, oh, that wasn't Akpara that gave up the ball. That was Bruce Thornton. Yeah, they need to Akpara. They need to like just work on like fine tuning his offensive game. And he, I mean, needs, he he needs to stop playing basketball the rest of the year. St. Valentine's Day massacre with Ohio State's football players. How about that? I agree. And, I mean, he's going to be – I can see him being like the Purdue kid in a couple of years, like Edie, like a dominant player like that. I, I, I agree. He's not I, dominant. I, he's just bigger than everybody else. That's what Akpara is going to be after he does the St. Valentine's Day massacre. <laughs> Unless Akpara enters the portal and goes to Purdue. Honestly, that wouldn't shock me though, Cass. Like that, and that's the way Holtman would run. This is, this is my like whole point of this. <laughs> Holtman doesn't recognize talent if it bit him in the ass. Like he'll run a guy like Akpar out of the town and go get some mediocre, you know, six foot nine transfer from Wichita State, <laughs> and the guy can't, you know, walk straight. Guy has two left feet. And get- elbows for hands, and Akpar goes to the let's Akpar will go to freaking like Washington and average fifteen and ten for three years. I mean, he, I, he, he's I gonna get. I can't. He's gonna get. He's gonna get Amir Williams. Just a must. Amir Williams with a mustache. Amir Williams had one good game that was against Syracuse to get to the Final Four. You know what and, though? And after that. I would take a Amir Williams right now. 
I would do anything for the days where my biggest complaint was Amir Williams just didn't know how to dunk a ball. Those were the simple times. Those were the times where I, I didn't know how good I had it. Cause we had, at least we had good guard play. We had D'Angelo Russell. We had KDB Diop. Sam Thompson. Slam Thompson. Like not, not great. Not, not historic names other than D'Lo, but like good guys who like, I would love to have on this team. Dude, the Buckeyes cannot buy a bucket right now. You think Slam Thompson would lose to Northwestern on, on a night on a, on a on a slide like this? You think Shannon Scott would do that? No, sir. Oh, and they just hit a three. This is a joke. Firehole, man. I'm done. We're gonna lose the. We're 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 getting boat raced by Northwestern right now. It's sixty four fifty seven. A minute and a half. Well, minute forty five left. And they fouled? I don't know. Brian Duball, NFL coach of the year. Let's switch it over to coach uh, NFL. That's a good that's good though. I, that makes sense. Yeah. The Giants are did not have a good like talent. I don't think they had a lot of talent. They're just coached really well. Yeah. Um so the Super Bowl. Kansas City versus Philadelphia. Cassiter annual Super Bowl party. We're having Philly cheesesteaks and Kansas City barbecue, all different types of meat. That's going to be incredible. Food. Incredible yeah. food spread. I mean, yeah, we, we love doing it. It's pretty fun. Um, so, I have the Eagles 39-33. I got... I I think the Eagles' defense is a little bit better than the Chiefs. And Travis Kelce is, is a douche to me. Like, I can't stand him. I think – Okay. I just think the way he handled – the way the Bengals – the way he handled the end of the AFC Championship game rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> it really does. Like, like – like if you're you're good, we know you're good. I know the Bengals did a little. Trash he called the mayor a jabroni. <laughs> like show more class than that, man. Like that's just me. That's just me. The Bengals, the, the Chiefs are public enemy number one right now for the Bengals, and obviously so. You got two, the, you got the be, two best quarterbacks in the league. But I, I think the Chiefs. I think the, I don't think the Chiefs have enough defense to stop. The Eagles. I think the Eagles run this. They run a weird offense. They can beat you with the running backs. They can beat you with the wide receivers. And Jalen Hurts is very good. So I think. I mean, I agree with you, Cass. My prediction was forty-five, forty-two, Eagles. The spread is only like fifty. I mean, not the spread. The over/under is fifty. I hope the spread isn't fifty. The over/under is fifty, which. Is weird in my opinion. I feel like this should be a high-scoring game, especially in a in you know a controlled weather environment. But I have uh, forty-five. Did I say fifty-four? Fi- no, you said 45, 45, 42. 42 eagle. Uh, a forty-five, forty-two eagles. Um, and I have my Super Bowl MVP because he loves big games. Devonta Smith. I have AJ Brown. Okay, 
we're 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 right there. So but I'd probably but I'd probably be Jalen Hurts. It's I mean I think the Eagles too. It's they're just a overall they're a better team. Yeah. Put together, I think they play. You know, they play a good complementary style football. I think all their units are much better than the Chiefs units. They're I mean they have better running backs, better offensive line. Uh, tight end is not better. Kelsey's obviously better, but Goddard's no schlub. He's a top probably seven tight end. So it's not like it's not like, you know, that's that's a bad area for them. Goddard's a very good player. I think defensively the Eagles have the better defensive line. I think they have the better offensive line. Oh, um, yeah. I think the Chiefs might the Chiefs have better linebackers, but then the Eagles have the better secondary. Chiefs have better quarterback. I just I just think that Definitely the the defense is gonna be the defense is gonna be a lot is gonna be able to handle Patrick Mahomes. I I also think that the Eagles have a better kicking situation. I know Bucker hit the game winner. Sorry, Cass. Um but I he's hurt. He's still like I don't think he's fully right, and I feel like that's gonna, you know, be a factor. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm looking at the Zion State game. Sends a ball. You can't win games when sends a ball only has two points. Make it three. Oh, oh yeah, they got it. Oh, oh, stolen, stolen. Sends a ball. Oh, you got to make that, Bryce. Oh, oh, they're gonna lose. Somehow they stole it. Somehow, some way, I think they're going to beat Michigan State this weekend. Oh, they are! I'll be. I'm going to be there. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And Tom Izzo and Holtman are going to have the little phone call after. Which did you see that? They had a phone call. Tom Izzo called Holtman to just you know express his condolences and like just like vet, have him vent about the refs in the Wisconsin game when he got ejected. Like wh- why? Why are why are two rival head coaches getting on the phone and having you know tea time together? Uh, it makes like that would that's just weird. Like another reason why Holtman needs to go. That's just weird. You know what sucks too? Watching Ohio State basketball is every team that beats them acts like they won the NCAA tournament. It just bugs the hell out of me. Like, do you look at Ohio State's record? Like, they're not. Good. We're about to be two games below 500, and like, I mean, I'm looking at, jeez, Northwestern's remaining schedule, loss, loss, <laughs> maybe a loss, maybe a loss. They'll beat somehow. They beat Maryland. Somehow they beat, beat Penn State. We're not even making the NIT. We're gonna be the number one seed for the CBI, though. It's gonna be great. They even televise that? I think like the championship game they Dude, televise. If we if we go to that tournament, no game should be wasted in the shot. Just play at the Cavelli Center. I'll tell you what, if we go to CBI and we don't win the CBI, I think that's and if Ohio State can't beat like loyal like the, the team that like Dude, the P- do you know who's gonna beat do you know who's gonna beat us in that game? Justin Hartens. That I mean that's what that's the way it's shaping up, man. It's we're just gonna play 
<laughs> Justin Hart. <laughs> oh man, that would be something. Oh man. Oh man. Well, there's 18 North- seconds. Northwestern's not a terrible basketball team now. No, but Ohio State is. So that's all I, I got to say on that. I don't think they're terrible. They're just bad right now. But that's just me. Again, glass out. Right here. It's not. I'm. I mean, I, it's it's in my it's a, it's on my Twitter page. It's on my Twitter. It's my pinned tweet, and I'll say it. You know, now I'll say it on my gravestone. When I die, the Ohio State basketball team better be my pallbearers, so they can let me down one last time. I mean, Bryce sends the ball the third. Gonna... No, no, no. He's. It ain't him. Bryce no. sends the ball the third. I want his, his grandson. I'm updating. I'm updating the list. It's going to be Justice Suing, Jaquan Lyle, Mark Loving, Justin Orens, and Holtman's giving the eulogy, and then paying for Canes after for all the people. Taking this all out the Canes. Holtman's giving the eulogy right now. He's giving the eulogy. He's giving the eulogy. He's going to be like, rest in peace, Daniel Smith. Uh, you know, I took 17 years off his life. He died at 32 because I just couldn't win a game. <laughs> couldn't couldn't do anything of impressiveness. Um, all right, there's seven seconds left in the game. They're, they're down four. Zed Key's checking in. Not sure just, the strategy here. Just made a great, fantastic play. Down four. Zed Key's in the corner. Like he's gonna shoot a three. What are we doing here? <laughs> it's a pick play. They're down three or four. M- McNeil shoots, misses. Looks like a hook and hold. <laughs> uh, Boo Booie, I think, got the rebound. McNeil's talking to Holtman. Holtman's trying to coach him up on something. Let's see. I mean, why Why would you even shoot that two, though? See, that's the thing. Why would you – that's the best look you got out of, like, a timeout and inbound play, a, a, a mid-range fadeaway jumper that you should have – at least, if you're going to take that, at least get your feet behind the three-point line. Don't, don't take a contested jumper. Like, even if you hit it, it's not a good shot. Go to the rim. As all great announcers say, go to the rim. Oh. And this guy, number one, he looks stressed. He's like, he's like stressing. I'm like, bro, you're up five with three seconds left. You you can literally brick these free throws. You you won. <laughs> they stole the ball, and that's the ball game. 69-63. Ohio State loses. Damn. Jake Diebler, please save us all. I don't even think he could save us. I really don't. It it just sucks because I look at it this way. They play so hard. The effort, I, I don't care what anybody says, the effort is there. They play really hard. They just, well, some. I think the next coach of Ohio State basketball is should be not. Tennessee Jeff. <laughs> it's not going to be good, right? Be, we will be perfect. No, it, 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 
pleased BJ Wright. I, I by the way, I'm the one who started that. Like I'm the one who posted the picture on Bunch of Nuts. Like I posted that like a couple weeks ago, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's gonna be Jay Wright." People are rumoring Jay Wright. No, no, I'm I've been rumoring Jay Wright, and everyone's just copying me. Um, first reported here, it's gonna be Jay Wright, if not Jake Diebler. I don't know who it would be uh, right now. I don't. I don't know. I don't think you could get Jay Wright to come back because he's talked so bad about NIL and all that stuff. Dude, why are the fans yelling at Northwestern players? (laughs) I love it. Come on, guys. Come on, man. I mean, it's... You can't... No, that's the best thing I've seen tonight, honestly. The the nut house, it was like all the girls in the nut house just like yelling at number one on Northwestern at the end of the game. Great. Keep it up. That's what we need. That's all I got, man. It's it's so depressing. That's, That's all I got. I mean, hopefully... I mean, we're not recording next week. The best wedding gift Gene Smith can give me is a new basketball head coach. So, Gene, if you're listening, make it happen. Make it happen because when we record in two weeks, I want to be like, we're here, Bunch of Nuts podcast, and Jake Diebler is your head coach of Ohio State basketball. It'd be great. Great way to start the show. <laughs> I hope you have a good wedding. I can't wait to be there. It'd be so much fun. We're going into enemy territory for this. We didn't even mention this. We gotta. We can't. Georgia throwing shades at. Oh, how do we forget about that? Oh my goodness. This is how we're ending the show. Yes, we can't even end there. Um, we need to some great merchandise ideas. Uh, I, I want to throw out there one: the Sean Wade targeting hit on uh, Trevor Lawrence. We could sell that. Um, <laughs> we can also sell the DUI mugshot of Javon Bullard. Very profitable, I think. Um, that's the, I mean, those are my two counter ideas to this. I mean, obviously, they, they've made Marv mad, so. No, mine would be Stetson Bennett's DUI. Mm, mm. Oh, no, no. We just sell all, we sell the Stetson Bennett mugshot, the Javon Bullard mugshot. Isn't there another guy in Georgia who got arrested for doing something stupid? I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there is. I, I I just look at it this way. The hit, yeah, clean. Like, it wasn't targeting. Yeah, sell the picture, but don't put night-night on it. Like, it, it was a clean hit, yeah, but you, but when you when you put night-night on there, you were celebrating a kid getting hurt. That's the only problem. I, I didn't have a problem with you wanting to sell this picture, the signed picture with a hit. So be it. But don't put night-night on it. Like, and then your, well, apology, <laughs> your, your apology was Bush League. Like, they stole Tom Orr's photo. They yeah, literally they stole it. They 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 cropped it. Oldest trick in the book, by the way. They cropped it and they removed the watermark and they slightly changed the coloring of it. And then they resold it. It's it, I'm not gonna lie, it's smart. It's smart, but like and Tom Orr probably wouldn't have noticed if, if Marvin Harrison didn't quote tweet the silver bulletin. Um but yeah, scummy move. I I, I don't have a problem with the picture being signed by him and being sh- sold for profit. But I had a problem with the caption. If you know what I mean? Like you were basically celebrating a guy getting injured. I didn't have a problem with them selling the picture as long as there was no, you know what I mean? Like, I, that's just it, me. I, I want, I want to get, I want to get, I want to get the Javon Bullard mugshot, DUI mugshot 
and get Marvin Harrison to sign it and then sell those. That would be that would that would sell great. I think that would be the ultimate troll. I mean, it's just like when Ohio State fans, when Denzel Ward does autograph signings and he signs the "You Got Barbecue" back there. It's the same thing. That was a targeting. The dude didn't get hurt though, but the picture. No, yeah. The, the picture selling the picture with the autograph is fine, but when you add the inscription of "Night Night." Which is stating the fact that you're celebrating Marvin Harrison Jr. getting hurt. That's where I have a problem with it. You could have just put, you could have sold the picture and said, Peach Bowl defensive player of the game, signed it. Boom, done. And I wouldn't have had a problem with it, would you? That's a bad call. Bad call. It was, it was still, it was targeting. <laughs> It was. It was targeting. I mean, why? Why does Ohio State always get screwed on this stuff? It's because we have Chris Holtman as our basketball coach. It, it, it is his fault. Absolutely. I. You're absolutely right, Cass. I just wanted to get you fired up about that. But <laughs> again, have a great wedding. By the time we come back, you will be in the husband club with me, and. uh Again, congratulations, and I can't wait to celebrate with you in Georgia. Uh, thank you, buddy. It's going to be a time. Uh, and thank you for all everyone listening. You know, we're not going to be here next weekend. Got bigger things to do, but um, I can't wait. And it's going to, you know, colors are Buckeye colors for the wedding. So obviously, and, have that there. And um, prediction: by the time we get there, I'm looking at the Buckeye schedule. For basketball. We'll beat Michigan State. <laughs> We're going to have... So when we come back, Thursday will be in Iowa City. No, we won't be in Iowa City. We'll be down in Georgia. Never mind. So we would have to play... We would have been played Michigan State, Iowa, and Purdue. Win, loss, loss. <laughs> and then the night... Maybe after we re- this game, because the game's at 6.30 against Penn State, the Buckeyes will be 11, no, 12, and 16. There you go. <laughs> but as always, thanks for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Notes podcast. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.